Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Podcast of the Galaxy. Uh, I am here, as always, with Jared. What's going on, Jared? Nothing much. How are you? Uh, I am doing uh, fine. I I got my college applications in the, this week, so that was nice. Me um, too, me too. It is the, nice yep. to have it over with. Yep. It, lovely to have it over with. Absolutely. And I got the free waiver for um, UConn, so that's nice. And uh, obviously, we also came off of watching uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and we certainly have a thoughts about that. So that's basically the basis of our episode today with the uh, Wakanda Forever review. And we certainly have thoughts to share on that, so we're excited for that. And just to end, I'm going to be giving basically a preview now that uh, 2022, now that basically the Marvel Slate minus Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special is over. I'm going to be giving a preview at our end-of-the-year movie bracket that we're going to have going on. So, yeah, that is that. So, obviously, uh, we have a lot to talk about with Black Panther. We're kind of forever. Um, I'm going to go with first reactions first. Obviously, there's tons to talk about, but I, I think it's good if we just uh, sum up our thoughts in this first reaction here. So, Jared, I, what did you think about this film? So this was 100% one of the best movies I've seen in a long, long, long time. This is probably the best that we have, that Marvel has released all year, I would say. I personally, I think it beats out No Way Home. It, it was just an amazing film, everything. One, this is one of the films, and obviously Marvel always has good acting. The acting in this was stellar phenomenal it was absolutely fantastic and i can't stress that enough i mean the acting just absolutely blew me away it was just such an amazing watch and i was super super happy to actually have it happen uh it was it was just an amazing movie there's there's really nothing else to even say just it was so 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 good and i'm really really happy that they did so well with everything and when i mean everything they wrote obviously you and i were talking about this in the car like there's nothing really to be angry at or like kind of throw up in our hands in the air about you know the way they handled chadwick boseman's death was beautiful how they passed the mantle was beautiful the villain was amazing the cinematography was amazing side characters main character everything was amazing Obviously, I already said the acting was good. There was good comedy in it. Everything about it was absolutely fantastic, and I, I can't commend it enough. It was so, so, so good. Yeah, so obviously, I think you kind of liked it there, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, I mean, I basically have the same thoughts. Um, I, I love this film. I think it was truly, like you said, one of the best movies of... Uh, the, the the year and then just phase four uh like you said i would have to do some you know thinking and then i mean we are going to do phase four rankings later on i would have to do some thinking about whether or not it beats out no way home but uh at at the very least second best for me um and that's not even digging shang chi because i absolutely love shang chi um i just thought i, I thought black panther was on a whole nother level so yeah, I really, I I really truly enjoyed uh, this film. 
from everything to the characters. There, I do, I do not, and I remember telling you this. There was not really one character that I didn't enjoy. I thought all of them had fantastic performances. Um, all of them were genuinely likable. Like, I mean, there were some times when Namor wasn't really as likable, um, but all the, the the rest of them, I honestly connected with um, in terms of like like you know characters you would want to be friends with. Uh, loved them all, and it, yeah, it was just the you know from the scope of the film to like just the to what you said the storyline with how they handled Chadwick Boseman's death and T'Challa's death within the MCU. Um, that was all. That that was all brilliantly, sorry, brilliantly handled, and yeah, I mean, there's just too much that I can't say in my. Uh, first review here because obviously we're gonna go deeper into this, but yeah, it was just so, so such a beautiful film, uh, and I'm very happy that this gets to end phase four because it truly means, um, and I think I'm certainly we're certainly not the only people to say this. It truly means that phase four has ended on a very high note, um, and you, and I think that's quite clear. So, yeah, those are our first reactions. Uh, Jared, any other first reactions you have? No, I think you encapsulated really well. I really like your point of ending out Phase 4 on a good note. I mean, this is the epitome of ending it on a good note. I mean, for me, obviously, it's contested. I've heard people say it wasn't the best movie of the year. I've heard people say No Way Home was better. This is the best movie, This is the best Marvel movie of the year. I mean, it's fantastic from beginning to end. And one of the things that I didn't mention in my first reaction... And one of the things that I think is so important in a movie is the rewatchability. And I know the day that this drops on Disney Plus, I will be rewatching it. It just has so much rewatchability. Like after I was done with the movie, I wanted to watch it again, and that's how I know it's a good movie. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing else I can really say. It's just an absolutely fantastic movie. Yeah, yeah, we can't say that enough. So I, yeah, I 100% agree. So. We're going to go now to the standout characters, which it's going to be hard to answer this question um, clearly because this is obviously, I, I mean, I literally gave it in my first reactions. I genuinely enjoyed most of the characters. So this is going to be a tough question. But Jared, if you narrowed it down to one or two, what characters stood out to you the most in this film? So, all right. This is going to be a really basic answer, and well, literally the most basic answer you can have. Actually, no, no. Um, I'll I'll do two. I'll do two, and my two are. I could do a basic two, or I could do. No, I'll do a basic two. All right. Uh, my basic two is Shuri and Namor. I mean, Shuri. Shuri is by far and away my favorite character in the, in the movie. Ab- the the character development that she underwent was crazy. It was so so good. I don't remember another Marvel movie that underwent that much character development for a single person w- regarding like maturity as well as you know decision making skills and her being so young and having this all on her her shoulders. It's just crazy. I really, really enjoyed it. Everything about it. Obviously, acting was phenomenal. Everything about it was absolutely amazing. 
you know, the combat was good. She still incorporated the tech into it. Her making the heart, uh, heart-shaped herb, things like that. I, I enjoyed every moment that she was on the screen. There was never a dull moment. It was always super fantastic, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was super, super impressed with both her taking the mantle because I was a little skeptical. I was a little skeptical of, like, how are they going to deploy her taking the mantle? But they did it fantastic. I, I I don't think they really could have done anything better. I think they really, really nailed this one. Yeah. Uh, fully agree on Shuri. I'm not going to t- say, like, I, I'm glad you included her in your uh, uh, review of the character of the, your top characters because I think I liked one a little bit better. But don't get me wrong, Shuri was absolutely incredible, especially with her journey like incredibly emotional journey throughout that film for the minute that she was, uh, you know, w- watching her brother get buried um, to the bit with uh, watching her mother also die- get buried. And then just her taking that black Panther, black Panther mantle, just an incredibly uh, emotional character arc. And truly uh, it felt very satisfying to see her take up that mantle. So I truly, and especially with her, the scene with uh, Namor at the end, very end with uh, her as well. Just love the character. But the character, I the, actually, I, there's two as well I want to talk about. The first one uh, is the one that I kind of predicted earlier on, uh, Queen Ramona. Uh, Queen Ramona was absolutely fantastic. Uh, she should at least be considered for an Oscar for this film. And I have seen that uh, going around as well. She should be considered uh, that. When you sh- you had that United Nations scene at the very beginning with her uh, at the helm of that United Nations scene, that was incredible. That is what you call acting. That it was, you know, I could tell that it was, it was I, from my perspective, it was one of her most powerful scenes. And then you have just the interactions between her and Shuri. She made those emotional. She made those so that you you can like connect so that the uh, fans can truly understand the fact that, you know, it's, it's just them left. And, uh, and with her, you know, leading up to her death, her sacrificing herself for Ironheart. I, I just thought her whole character arc was fantastic. Um, and I think there's an, what scene was it? Oh, yeah. When she is stripping Okoye of the mantle of, um, uh, what was it? Dora, uh, Dora Milaje. Um, I think that, that that was one of my favorite scenes with her just because that was the scene where she was, you know, stressing the fact that her entire family is gone. That was a powerful, very powerful scene. So she just delivered on all cylinders in this. Um, I, I actually made it to the point. So I did not, don't get me wrong. This was an incredibly emotional film. I did not cry, but the time that I was actually, you know, kind of on the verge, but did it, but like, so came close was when she died just because of the, you know, the, obviously given the circumstances, Shredder Shuri being the last one and because of her performance. So yeah, can't say enough about that. One of my favorite characters. The second one is Namor. And, you know, Namor is, I, I was pretty doubtful that I 
was going to be giving a uh, bad review on Namor heading into the film just because I already was talking about the fact that based on the trailers, he looks he's charming, charismatic. I'm going to say the same thing. He was Tanak Huerta, and I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. My apologies if it's not. But Tanak Huerta, the actor, while I'm not familiar with him prior to this movie, phenomenal job. Um, easily is one of the best additions to the uh, MCU in terms of actors. The way he you were able to kind of get behind him and then also hate him when he killed Queen Ramonda and then get behind him again. You can't really do that with all the characters, with all the villains that you have in the MCU. Um, this is one example of being able to do so, though. Just because of how, you know, uh, like, it's just the power that he has to capture like you know some sympathy based on like you know his story growing up and him not like having respect for the uh people on land and basically how he's also just trying to um make the lead this one big family in the ocean you can kind of get that sympathy for him uh and you, like i said before you could also get that feeling that you want to like punch him in the face especially when you know, he killed Queen Ramona. So, and especially when he was like, he, he was also intimidating, especially when he was like on that beach with Queen Ramona looking down and saying, if you, you know, if you say anything uh, to me outside of Okada, I am going to kill you all, basically. That was, you know, it, it was just a five star performance. He delivered uh, everything that he was supposed to. I will tell you that he is quite possibly my top five favorite villains now. I would call him in, I, I wouldn't even call him because at the end there, we seem to kind of get the anti-hero Namor, um, especially when he made peace with Shuri. So I wouldn't necessarily call him that anymore. I mean, then again, he did kill somebody. He did kill the queen. So I, I, I don't know how, it, how I would classify him, but if we were keeping it with villain for now, I would call him top five. And... Yeah, I just, I, I truly enjoyed his, I, I truly enjoyed his performance. I think that Namor need, needs to show up in the MCU. Um, I mean, obviously, it's basically a given that he will, but it should be relatively soon because we need him on our screen again. So, yeah, those are my thoughts about the characters or the two characters that stood out to me. Uh, Jared, anything else on that matter? I do agree with... Uh, your queen, your take on Queen Ramonda. Her acting was phenomenal, and I I like your hearkening back to that scene with when she was talking of, to Okoye and relieving her of her duty. It was super powerful, and it was because of her acting, and it it made the scene so much better. And so I I agree with you. I mean, her and it follows a pattern. Her, the acting in this movie is just phenomenal. It's absolutely amazing. But yeah, her acting especially stood out above the rest, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. So, and yeah, we'll be probably be touching on other characters as well uh, in a bit. But yeah, those are the two that stood out to me. So, with that being said, Jared, now let's get to the moments because I mean, certainly there were a lot of them, and I feel like that's going to be very uh, mixed here with our favorite parts. But what parts stood out to you in this movie? That is a very, very, very hard question because there's just so many. Um, 
out of all parts. All parts. I mean, I think that oh, the see. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use two. I'm gonna do two. One is the beach scene. The end beach fight was absolutely fantastic. A range of emotions. A huge, a huge decision that Shuri actually had to make, and it was absolutely life changing. And then the other one is probably when Namor, when when she was first introduced to Namor, and they're, you know, in, in that little cave, and he brings her down to the city, and you see all the thriving life there, and you see that I'm an absolutely amazing city, and you see that sun rising up in the back, and that was just an absolutely fantastic, fantastic scene, and I was in awe. The cinematography and the videography of that is just so fantastic. But in terms of emotional I and just like powerful scenes, I would say the beach scene. She, you know, it was, it was again that, you know, Queen Ramunda, she reached out to Shuri and she, and Shuri had that self, self inflection and how in reflection she was, it was just such an amazing scene. You know, it was obviously people hurt each other a lot. It was after another really good fight scene, and there was just a and I'm and I'm so happy with how they closed out Nemo's character, and so we can actually do a lot more of them. And it opens up so many more paths. I just think that it, it was a perfect scene, in my opinion. It was just so much to it that was good. Yeah, so I'm gonna give it kind of a different um, answer that I've never given before for a film, but. Actually, well, I have two, but one of them is one that I'm I haven't given before, and I'll actually do go with the first one. Uh, but the first one is how they handle uh, T'Challa's death, um, and basically the 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 basically the whole beginning uh, with you know that you know incredibly emotional scene with Shuri in the lab try to every do everything she can to create a cure for her brother. Um, that's how you knew that, like, you know, um, th- it was going to be handled, T'Challa's death was going to be handled well, in my opinion, because, like, you knew right then on uh, the lengths that Shuri was going to to try to uh, help her brother. And then, yeah, yeah, the interaction that they had with between Queen Ramona and Shuri when Queen Ramona was telling her that uh, T'Challa died, uh, that was a heart stopping moment, and then basically the whole visuals with every the um the funeral of T'Challa um with everybody standing in the circle, and then the uh, the crate being taken away. Sorry, the uh, why am I forgetting the why why uh, it's sorry. Awesome. sorry right yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's what I like. I don't know why I forgot that. Thank you very much. To uh being taken away in that ship there. It was just, it was incredibly powerful. Um, truly wrote off a, not only one of the greatest actors that the MCU has had, but one of the greatest characters as well. So, uh, there's there's that. Um, oh, and yeah, when they're dancing, obviously, while well, they're hit, like, and it's going in slow motion and stuff, and then you also see tears when people are carrying the coffin. Yeah, it's just the whole thing was just an incredible roller coaster of emotions, um, especially 
fill, uh, with some of it being just like pure sadness, knowing that we're not going to see uh, Chadwick Boseman uh, anymore. So that that was the first one, and I did want to touch on that because it certainly was one of the highlights for me. The second one, and here's the one that I haven't given before, but it's kind of my way out of like giving a certain part because it kind of gives me a gateway to say multiple parts. Uh, the soundtrack. I will tell you that the soundtrack was one of the best soundtracks I've ever seen out of the film. Uh, to give you some examples. The song, and I actually did go and look up the song, and, and in case people are interested uh, in hearing it to know what I'm talking about, it's called Cone La Brisa. It's like, a, you know, it is a foreign song. Uh, but that was the song that was being played when Namor was showing Shuri around Talakan. And that music that was playing made that scene so much better, in my opinion. And it was just beautiful. It, it connected with the beautiful, beautiful visuals of taking us through the ocean. So I loved that. Uh, there was another song, I do, and I don't remember this one, but when it, it was a montage when, um, uh, when uh, Shirley was preparing the herb and stuff like that. And actually, I, I think it was, but they, I think it also could have been you know what? I think it was when they were preparing the army. There was another great song that made that scene so much better. Uh, the the um, music that was playing when Shuri first entered Mbaku's cave as Black Panther was incredible, and it ge- it genuinely pumps me up with how good that, that music was to coincide with, like you know, the epic. Uh, uh, Return of the Black Panther with this with with, with uh, Shuri, so that was there, and I also think for the record that was a, a snippet taken from Rihanna's one of Rihanna's new songs called Born Again. And speaking of Rihanna, the end credits as well, the "Lifts Me Up" song that was her new song that she released with the film, or one of them, the other one being Born Again. But in terms of "Lift Me Up," it, it you know it gave me all the feels, especially when you know. It was meant to be the song. I don't know if you knew you knew this, but the song was meant to be a tribute to Chadwick Boseman. So knowing that that was in there, and with how incredibly like powerful this song was, I it truly over the end credits credits alone leading up to the end credits mid credit scene. It was just yeah, it was incredibly incredibly uh, strong. So yeah. That's my answer to that because I just love this soundtrack to this. And I truly uh, am, it's, it's truly one of the big highlights. And I would go back and watch it. Like like you said, it's very rewatchable, but I would certainly go back and watch it for this, listening to those songs again and seeing them like basically strengthen the scenes. So, yeah, those are my thoughts on that. Jared, anything else to add? I, I completely agree with the fact that the soundtrack was absolutely amazing. One of the things that makes a soundtrack even better, the songs are obviously super important. Like that, that's what makes a good soundtrack. However, the way that they are used makes what I think of as the soundtrack. I usually think of a soundtrack as encompassing surrounding the movie, not separate from the movie. And those songs all fit in perfect, like they, they just enhanced every single scene. 
like when she was being shown, you already said this, but when she was being shown, shown around Talakun, it was, it, it just flowed. The song, it just complimented everything so much better. And with Talakun, it was just, it was amazing. You know, the song when with T'Challa's funeral, everything was just absolutely amazing. And yeah, I, I love the soundtrack as well. Marvel has been coming out with some really good soundtracks lately. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's one of the strongest suits. It's just something that I notice uh, more in what kind of forever, uh, given the circumstances and given how the songs were used, like you said. But I, yeah, no, don't get me wrong, I pretty much enjoy the soundtracks for pretty much all the movies, yeah, or most of the movies. So, yeah, that's that for favorite parts. Do you have any more you want to touch on, Jared, or do you want to move on? Oh, uh, well, we haven't talked about Ironheart at all yet. Well, that's yeah. Oh, is that yeah. is that next? I was actually I was gonna get there, but why don't you go ahead and just talk? Okay, about it well, so we I'll start. So, Ironheart, I was not expecting much. I I I read I read a couple comics, and they weren't my favorite. Like I love the Thor comics, things like that. But wow, that I really thoroughly enjoyed her character, and it was a great introduction. And I think that. She's going to make an absolutely fantastic addition to the Avengers. Fantastic personality, smart, you know, witty humor. Just it's you can see a similarity between Tony, except she's not a douchebag. Like it's it, it was just awesome. I mean, especially the chemistry between Shuri and and her is just fantastic. You know, they were spin between each other all the time. It was just super, super amazing. And I'm super happy to have in in a, in a project that isn't even hers, to have such a good and thorough introduction is amazing. And I'm super, super excited to see now her... Is it a movie now? Was it changed to a movie? Show. Armor Wars was a movie, but Ironheart oh. is a show. Yeah, yeah. Um, so no, I'm so excited for that project now. It's just my hype has gone through such a good personality and I'm just very, very nice to watch. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I w- we, obviously we were going to touch on our heart, but now that we're on it, uh, I heard was great too. Now I want to say she was like my favorite character out of this, but I still definitely enjoyed her. Um, I like how she basically brought the plot together with like, you know, Namor wanting the Wakandans to kill her and them refusing and stuff. I like how she kind of tied into that plot. Uh, I 100% agree with your statement that, you know, the reason, first of all, I mean, I, I know we don't agree on this, but Iron Man is not my favorite. I made that very clear. But there's a difference between, and if Iron Man were a nicer guy, and if he, with that armor, then I would have loved him. Um, Ironheart is, seems like a, a genuinely good person. And she also has that armor, which makes that character more enjoyable for me. And I, I truly like that. The also her armor on that final battle there on the boat, incredible, uh, absolutely incredible. I love that armor. Uh, probably some of the best piece, one of the best pieces of armor I've seen in the MCU. And that's not an understatement because it, that was incredibly gorgeous. But yeah. I, I, yeah, I definitely enjoyed Ironheart, and it absolutely makes me more excited for the Disney Plus show. I 100% agree with you, Jared. 
So, uh, yeah, anything else you wanted to touch on regarding her? No, not really. All right. Actually, actually, yes. I, I don't know if it will come up again. However, the fact that Vibranium is in more places than just Wakanda brings up very, very interesting implications for geopolitical things. Like, we, we saw... And this wasn't the main focus of the movie at all, but there, there's a whole other side of the movie that wasn't focused on a ton, and it is the geopolitical nature of it, where you know you had that French team go in and try to steal vibranium. Obviously, they were unsuccessful, but that continue continue to happen, continue to happen, and I'm really super excited to see where the tension goes between you know, especially you know, America, Wakanda. Now, Talokan, it's just, um, it's really, really interesting, and it's fascinating to see where it's actually going to go, because it's, it's going to be really complicated, especially now that Everett Ross was arrested now, obviously, Okoye kind of broke, or wait, no, is it Okoye or Nakia? No, Okoye broke him out, yeah. Okoye broke him out, but still, it's going to be really, really interesting to see where it goes and where they actually bring the tension, because I think they have so many opportunities. And for like a, I, I don't know how they would go about doing a war type movie because that doesn't seem like a Black Panther kind of thing. Like obviously they've had wars and a lot of wars in Wakanda, but a it would, it would be super drastic to have a war between I don't know America and Wakanda. I think it would more be a like an operative type movie again, like a, like a, the original Black Panther. But I'm super. I, I'm kind of rambling on, but I, I really, really am interested in seeing the place. No, yeah, absolutely. And th- I mean, you also said something that we were going to touch on. So, I mean, that's, you, you know, you covered the bases there. But I did j- just want to talk about, you know, the, uh, because I'm going to give my stance, I was going to give my stance on Val and Everett Ross. First of all, um, Val is slowly rising up for one of the, my, my favorite characters uh, in phase four uh she's certainly not like towards the top top but val you know she's a very compelling character and I, not to mention i do like that little side storyline between uh with val being the ex-wife of um ever ross i thought that was a cool twist there but regardless i think that val you know i love the fact that we she was given more screen time in this compared to Falcon the winter soldier and black widow um, because, you know, we got to see more of, like, who she is as a person. And obviously we know she's not a great one because she, you know, she doesn't care about arresting her ex-husband. But, you know, I do think she's a very compelling character because of, like, you know, what she's going to be offering uh, for the MCU and how, like, you know, she sets up a conflict with, like you said, that geopolitical stuff. Because it's very clear, especially with her saying she dreamt she dreamt of getting vibranium in America. That's going to be a plot point, and that's an important quote, and I don't think it's just going to go away randomly like that. That's an important quote. Could be a storyline for the Thunderbolts coming up, which could very well be the case. Um, like kind of a Thunderbolts versus Wakanda type thing for vibranium. I could absolutely see that. And then you have uh, other things. Uh, Val could pop up in because it seems like she's kind of popping up sporadically, so you can see her more you know, with further motives. But yeah, I think I really enjoyed uh, that cameo there that she had. And yeah, regarding Everett Ross, 
very underrated character, in my opinion. I don't hear enough about it. Martin Freeman's awesome. Uh, delivered, uh, even though it was brief, a pre- uh, pretty solid performance here. Uh, he actually is uh, confirmed to pop up in Secret Invasion. So uh, it'll be cool to see him there. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more of him and how the, the storyline with him now being on the run uh, turns out. So yeah, those are my thoughts on that. Jared, anything else to add? I, I would like to add Val is evil. I never realized how like devious she was, but oh my. Like she's smart too. And I and I mentioned this to you in the theater. I love smart villains. Smart villains are some of my favorite villains. Doctor Doom, Z- Zemo, like all those super smart villains. And she's she seems intelligent, cunning, and just straight up evil. Like they were married and she had no problem throwing him aside and getting him arrested. Like she's, I think she's devoutly loyal and I put loyal in quotes. I know you can't see that, but because I think that obviously she has potential to betray countries, people. I think she really works on her own agenda, but as of right now, it looks like she's devoutly loyal to one cause and that is just America and, you know, destabilizing probably Wakanda and trying to get vibranium like i think that and obviously what you said pretty much exactly my opinion of hyping me up even further for thunderbolts and how it's going to actually play out super super excited yeah absolutely i like it forward to see where that goes uh and yeah that's certainly one of the more anticipated ones for me as well so yeah, there's uh, that. Now, obviously, and, and we 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 are like running a bit low on time, so we do have to like kind of like kind of speed through these next few things. But I mean, obviously, they're so important, so we are going to talk about them. With the first one being the obviously, we have to talk about with the Killmonger cameo, which I personally did not expect that, so I thought that was pretty cool. Jared, what did you think about that? And and it ha- like basically how he tied into the story with Shuri. I thought, all right, so I knew down in my heart that they weren't going to show Shadow Boseman again. They weren't going to have him show up in the spirit realm. I think it was absolutely perfect. I was, I was, first of all, surprised because I was expecting uh, her mom, like pretty obviously, but I, I was just absolutely. I was really, really happy too. Not because I like Killmonger, but it fits so perfectly into her kind of, as I said, she had amazing character development into her character development. She was only feeling those feelings of rage when, when, um, when, uh, wow, wow, I almost forgot his name. When T'Challa took it, he wasn't feeling those feelings of rage. It was just that, you know, he was going to it was they, they were doing the ritual it was he didn't have any of those underlying feelings and so he saw his dad he saw the other ancestors when killmonger did it it reflected in him seeing only his father not not any of the figures both because he didn't know them and because he wasn't thinking of them it was thinking on a one line like sort of thing and even when he did go to his dad's place his dad was you know he said what have i created things like that so it, it, it brings another layer of complexity to the spirit realm, and I really, really like it. And I love how it went back to 
her mom and she finally, you know, made that decision to not kill Namor and Killmonger was kind of, you know, his, his recommendation, it stuck through for a while, but she finally overcame it. I thought it was an absolutely perfect, like, plot device to actually use. And I use, sometimes use plot device in a negative connotation, but it was absolutely perfect. Like, I, I think it was an absolutely amazing way of using the spirit realm and getting away from, first of all, not using uh, the queen's death immediately and not using Chadwick Boseman's face. It was absolutely awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, I 100% agree. And I'm I'm mainly going to focus on the plot point of it. Uh, if you do, I mean, it's been a while since uh, I'm sure mo- a lot of you have seen No Way Home. But I'm going to make a comparison to No Way Home here. One of my favorite parts of No Way Home was when Spider- uh, Spider-Man, you know, went through this whole big conv- character development of wanting to kill Green Goblin because of what Green Goblin did to his aunt. Um, and, you know, Toby Maguire's Spider-Man, you know, stopped him and, like, you know, basically pointed uh, uh, the... Right, the um, why am I just see? Yeah, the main MCU's Peter Parker in the right direction and like steering him on a brighter path. That's pretty much what happened here, and I love these plot points. So, Killmonger was basically the uh, well, I mean, okay, so don't get me wrong, I mean, Namor would be considered uh, Green Goblin in this case, but you could also say that you know, you have yeah, Killmonger who visited his spiritual plane, basically uh, being the driving factor behind her wanting to kill Namor. Uh, And actually, well, I mean, the death of Queen Ramona was the driving factor, but Killmonger was the the further influence on that decision. Queen Ramona, when Shuri was about to kill Namor, uh, stepped in, steered her in the right path, uh, and, you know, uh, it ultimately ended up with Shuri making the right decision in the end. So basically confronting all those bad emotions that she was feeling after a death of a loved one like Peter Parker and kind of turning things around and uh, sparing the life of another uh, person, no matter how bad the, the, how, how bad of an action it was. So, which I, I perfectly, I enjoyed that and I loved how Killmonger was used because of that, in order to like prove that Shuri is not Killmonger, and Shuri does not have the same motives as Killmonger does, and it's also cool to see Michael B. Jordan again. I mean, he did a fantastic job as Killmonger, and I love the fact that we got a little snippet of him in this as well. And uh, yeah, I just loved that it was a unique take on you know who, because you know Shuri could have visited Queen Ramonda, and. Uh, if I mean, yeah, like you said, I didn't expect Chadwick Boseman to show up, but I mean, like, if Chadwick Boseman were still alive, we would have been able, to, we would have probably expected to see him in the, uh, uh, in the plane. But I mean, I given the, you know, tragic that tragic tragic circumstance, though, I mean, I thought the utilization of Komaga was perfect. So, anything else to add on that? No, I think we encapsulated it pretty well. Yeah. So now, and now, obviously, to wrap things up here with the Black Panther review, we obviously have to talk about the end credits. 
because the end credit scene was uh, quite quite cool, Mike, and quite surprising. So, Jerry, what did you think about this scene? I I really liked it. I mean, the throughout the entire movie, I I, I really can't complain about anything, and that transfers over to the end credit scene. I think there there really isn't anything to complain about. First of all, yeah, I just I don't know. I think that they it's a perfect way to kind of introduce more and round out everything. Yeah, I I just really liked it. Yeah, so I I, I think that first of all, it was. The, it was emotional seeing seeing the fact that you know Teichala had a son, and you know that was something that was hidden from Shuri. So fi- Shuri finally being able to see uh, his son was quite a it, it was quite a scene, quite a uh, emotional scene in my opinion. And you know seeing that bond, that instant bond that they form. That's and seeing like a new, like basically member of the family get inserted into Shuri's life. That was great. And it, I also like that little touch that, you know, um, they wanted to keep him away from everything because, you know, you, you didn't want to thrust him into, you know, this whole overwhelming, you know, what basically what every everything that what kind of was. So, yeah, I, I I thought that it was a great end credit scene. It'll be interesting to see uh, what the son, uh, what, what, who is now Prince T'Challa, and Tussau, I, I think his name was. And then it, it'll be interesting to see what role he has in the future, and what, especially when he grows up. So, yeah, Jared, anything to add about that? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that... You know, it happened. I'm just the one thing that I had a little question about is with the lifespan of the MCU. I'm wondering what purpose can he really serve? Young, young characters right now in the MCU. I I don't know. Obviously, I don't want the MCU to go away. However, I don't know how long the MCU will continue to be profitable, and therefore they will continue to be doing it. Obviously, it will be a lot longer than now. But I don't know if they'll have a huge time skip, and then and then they can show these characters older. But I am I am happy that his legacy is being continued. I'm just I'm very questioning on how or when or why. Not 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 why, like how or when he could fit into a story, because if we're being honest, the MCU is not going to continue forever, uh, and I'm just wondering. If there will, as I said, be like a time skip, and we'll be able to see these characters older, uh, like like you know, like the uh, in game time, time skip. It's just something that I'm questioning. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point, and it does make me wonder whether Prince Achala will have a massive role, uh, in in what kind of because you know, Shuri, she's gonna be Black Panther for quite a bit, and I don't know, like. You could, I like like you said, we don't know how long the MCU is gonna go, but it, it'll be interesting to see regardless how the sun uh, factors into uh, Wakanda here. So yeah, th- that is our actually Jared. Anything else to add about Black Panther 
all together before we wrap up here and just get, before I go over the bracket. I would just say if you haven't seen the movie, I, I say this pretty much every single podcast, but go and see it. Just go and watch it. It is fantastic. One of it's, I it, I think it's just outside of my top five mom movies ever. It's absolutely fantastic. I, there's not many above it. It's so so good. Yeah, fully agreed. So uh, we're gonna be looking looking forward to what I'm sure is a lengthy run in this uh, Marvel uh, 2022 bracket here, especially the one that I'm about to go over now. So uh, obviously. With the golden buzzers, we we have uh, because obviously we're basically done with phase four, and the movies, especially with the projects in twenty twenty two, minus holiday special. But I'm gonna get into uh, that in a second. Uh, but I just want to give you a preview of the bracket that we will be uh, run, uh, running with in a couple episodes. Because first we have to review the holiday special. But then, uh, then comes the bracket for 2022. So uh, it's going to go. I already did the. Uh, I, I randomized it, so I already know the first rounds. Um, there's going to be four first round matchups between two projects in 2022. The actually no, sorry, three three uh, first round matchups. The winners of those three will face each other in basically a triple threat in, in a three way. And then two two uh, projects will come out of that. One of those will go on to face Moon Knight, my golden buzzer, and then one of those will go on to face Werewolf by Night, Jerry's golden buzzer. Those two will face off. Uh, the winners of those two matchups will face off to uh, basically crown the champion for 2022. So, And then the first round matchups, just to give you a preview of what's to come, are... Thor Love and Thunder versus Black Panther Wakanda Forever, She-Hulk versus Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, and that's something that we haven't uh, previewed and reviewed yet, but we will be next week when it comes out next week. And then Multiverse of Madness versus Ms. Marvel. So those will be the three uh, first round matchups. So and that will be on the horizon when we cover, when we do our Marvel movie bracket uh, and Marvel show bracket of 2022. So, Jay, what do you think about that? I am, I, I think that's a very complete list. Obviously, I'm regretting the, I'm not fully regretting my golden buzzer. I'm regretting it a little, but I, I still, I still do. Well, I'm not going to double down or anything. I do think that Wakanda Forever is better, but I still, I still do love, Still do love Werewolf by Night. Well, I don't know. I do not know why I just blanked on it. Uh, that's okay. But yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. That, that seems, it's a, there are some that I am not as thrilled about. However, there are some absolute bangers on that list that will definitely go a long ways. And I think it'll be pretty tense, especially when it gets towards the end, because there are some awesome, awesome projects. No, yeah, there absolutely are. And uh, we'll be looking forward to covering that. But yeah, the next time you hear from us, uh, we will be reviewing the holiday special, which I'm personally looking tons of... I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun. Um, that'll be next. And then we will do this bracket. 
that we just talked about. So with that being said, we thank you all for listening. Uh, we hope you, uh, I mean, I would have hoped you uh, have watched Black Panther by now or else we'd totally just spoil it for you. But I, I, I hope you all liked it or like it if you're still planning to go to see it. And Jared, any other final words? I mean, yeah, I agree with you. Just go and see it. Even if you, even if you heard through literally every spoiler because we went through every, through every facet of the movie, still go and see it because our words are not good enough to describe it. I would recommend just going and see it. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, we thank you all again, and uh, we will see you later. We'll see you next time.